Welcome in everybody, 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Wednesday, December the 28th, 2016. Jake Marsing, Broncos guy for 5280sportsnetwork.com, joined as always by the great Ryan Green, uh, sitting oh, out here thank you. in his truck. I'm not great today, I'm confused today. Yeah, yeah. Which I think sums it up for a lot of Broncos fans. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Ryan and I, of course, as always, come to you from the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center, hence the echoey noise. We are in a truck. Um, that's the secret of this podcast that we have not revealed all season that I think we can get out there in the that's open the now. We come out into the parking lot, we turn on my digital recorder, <laughs> and we do this in Ryan's truck. It's a comfortable truck, though. Real, we're real fancy. We are real fancy. Speaking of real fancy, uh, the Denver Broncos have some fancy rings. They've got some fancy rings from last season. Ryan got some real big rings. They're a pretty big team. Done some real big things. Mm-hmm. Got some real nice rings. <laughs> I think that's how that song goes. If Wade Phillips, I haven't is listened to, be to it yet. <laughs> but no more, Ryan Green. No more to the Denver Broncos. Can they? Can they live off those rings? Because uh, really, it hit everybody out here at the building today that the season is over. The Broncos, you know, the, the interns starting to pack up. Uh, they're out of here next week. The draft has garnered my attention for most of this week. Um, it, it's over out here for the Broncos. But I thought that meant that they would be turning the tables entirely to next season. That's at least what Gary Kubiak <laughs> said. But no, apparently. Or maybe yes. Because Gary Kubiak decides that Paxton Lynch, your first-round draft pick... The rookie that you have invested so much in will not start on Sunday. Instead, you will go back to Trevor Simeon, your starter for most of this season, give him another opportunity to run the offense, do his thing, whatever that thing happens to be, and uh, see how that works out. Ryan, in my opinion, a disappointing, uh, baffling Decision, yeah. almost, uh, to, to go in that direction. Kubiak justified it by saying he wanted to get uh, the, the bad taste out of Trevor Simeon's mouth. Let's hear how Gary Kubiak discussed this at the podium today. Uh, I'm going to play him bold, guys. I, you know, I, I, uh, I told you guys the other day, you know, I'd let you know uh, two things. Uh, first of all, they're both young players. Obviously, one of them's uh, younger than the other by about 10, 11 games, but I think Trevor deserves it, uh, the right to go back out there as a starter. I mean, he's done a lot of good things this year. He's a young player and needs to keep going. I want him to get the Kansas City taste out of his mouth. Uh, you know, I mean, it was a tough outing. Uh, but also, Paxson is going to play. So I'll prepare them both, and you'll see them both in the game. How will you decide? How they play? Yeah, or how much? I mean, how will you decide um, when? Well, I kind of have it in my mind, but I'm going to see how the game goes, too. You know, so, so we'll see, Jeff. I, I don't know, you know, but they're going to both play. The news came down this morning, as kind of I expected it to, in a, in a uh, tweet. I almost said a leak. Well, it was a leak. But a tweet from Mike Kliss of Nine News saying that this was going to happen. Um, I think that is a... It's a bad thing for the organization, Ryan. Because it tells me that they are not committed still to developing their first-round draft pick. Right. Which is a mistake on every single front... We've gone over that. What was your reaction? Boy, um, I, I'm just confused. And um, I, I, think, I think you're right that they're not 
I think they're committed to Paxton, but I think you said it right when you said they're not committed to developing him. And that is by giving him game time, getting him game speed ready, getting it normalized to him. Um, And look, if you came out and said Trevor's starting and he's going to play the game, I would have been like, all right, I kind of get it. You want to be loyal to the guy. You put him in a real tough spot. He was banged up all year. You didn't give him any help on offense. And I've said it all year, he exceeded expectations. So if this is truly a respect to Trevor uh, and they do want him to get the bad taste out of his mouth at Kansas City, that's fine. But the thing I, I just don't get is is that they said Paxton is still going to play, right? So the whole thing is like, all right, so you're showing some type of respect to Trevor, but also showing that, hey, we do want to get Paxton in, but hey, Paxton, we want you to get in, but not too much. It just doesn't make sense to treat it as a preseason game. It seems like they, they have you know, so-called pushed this situation this entire season. Um, and I, I just don't understand why you're, 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 you're letting them both play at the end of the year. I, I just, I don't get it. That's what confuses me the most. Um, but uh, again, I do see it as a respect thing towards Trevor. I think they really why? like him. Well, I, why, I get... why show respect to a guy who's won one game in the last seven I'm weeks has put up 13 points, I think three points realistically, three points the week before. What is? Why does that guy deserve respect? I get he's beloved in the locker room. I like Trevor right. personally. And I think that's where it comes out. But at some point, Ryan, at some point you have to do what's best for your organization right. long term. Paxton Lynch is the closest thing you have to an answer. I believe he will be the Broncos' long-term uh-huh. quarterback, assuming they develop him the right way. Right. But all season, I have seen signs that they are not doing that. And that is going to lead to him potentially going down a very dark path. And that's not on him. That's on the coaching staff Mm. for not doing what they need to do to develop their first-round draft pick. No, I get it. I think... I think the Broncos have been too nice to Trevor. I think they they have. I don't think nice is the right word. Loyal is the right loyal. Word. Okay, loyal loyal will be the the better word. I will agree with you there. I just, I I I can't because it, it, and I'm looking and thinking that it is out of respect because in terms of any other aspect, I don't understand it. Just like you said, the season's over. He proved that he wasn't the best option at getting you back to the playoffs. We don't know if Paxton was was the best option, but at least if Paxton started, you would know if this first-round QB you drafted was closer to your future than if he may have been a bust. You would know. You would know more. Um, and so that's why I think that this is that respect or loyalty is the only reason that they could possibly give because I I just don't understand it. loyalty to what though Ryan and let I me think... let me let me dive into that a little bit more hold on by starting I, if I'm a Broncos fan which I'm not I, I I cover the team I try and remove myself from that mm-hmm. but I think I've mentioned on the show before that I did grow up a Broncos fan yeah I I, I watched this team I cried when Jake Plummer lost to Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> in the Pittsburgh Steelers in that AFC that Championship rough, game that's a rough day. I cried that day. I, 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 and the Broncos fan in me that I try and suppress every single day, that guy, mm-hmm. I, that guy would be offended by this move. Because I, you're I, showing... I can see why. Showing loyalty? Uh-huh. What are you showing loyalty to? Right. Trevor Simeon is beloved in that locker room. Nice guy, good kid, 
decent arm talent. I've said it a million times. But by making this decision and saying we're going to show loyalty to our starter, we're going to, you know, he's earned the job. We want to get him, you know, the opportunity to get the bad taste out of his mm-hmm. mouth and and be loyal to him. You're showing loyalty to three points uh, a game in the last two weeks. Okay. You're showing loyalty to a guy who's 27th in uh, Pro Football Focus's rankings of quarterbacks, who's 24th in the NFL in passer rating, 22nd in QBR, a guy who. Every single metric, every single piece of tape that I have seen tells me that he is not the answer for this franchise long term. Uh-huh. You're being loyal to that instead of developing the option that you that you invested in, that you poured the biggest investment a franchise has, a first-round draft pick, and trading up to get a first-round draft pick at quarterback. That signals to me that you are being loyal to three points a game over the future of your franchise, (laughs) which makes zero sense to me. And frankly, the Broncos fan in me is offended by it. All right, so let's look at it from as many angles as we can here. So let's look at it from a business aspect. Do you believe that... When they say, we want Trevor to get the bad taste out of his mouth, do you think that they're going to say, we want teams to not think this is what Trevor is, and we want him to hopefully light it up against Oakland to maybe see if there are trade suitors out there? I mean, that's a thought. You may be trying to increase trade value, but I don't I don't think that's the case. Right. I, I think Gary Kubiak, Gary Kubiak is not a good liar. No, he's not. No. That's, that's, the, um, one, that's the one thing Broncos fans should appreciate about Gary Kubiak is head coach. When Gary Kubiak says something, I tend to think he's being honest. He he'll dance around things sometimes, yeah. but when he dances around something, he'll usually just say, "I'm not going to answer that." Yeah, he'll say, "I just I'm not going to talk about that." Um, as opposed to to straight up lying. So when he says something like, "I want Trevor to get the bad taste out of his mouth," I think he means that. Mm-hmm. Gary Kubiak got fired from the Houston Texans because he became too loyal both to Matt Schaub and to his assistants. Gary is a great person. Like, I cannot say that enough. Right. Everyone in this building loves that guy. Oh, yeah. He is committed. He is dedicated. Uh, He is a a, a great human being. He's a father figure. Yeah. I mean, truly just a... a, a, People ask me... Not a disciplinarian, but a a nurturing type of... Yeah. I've got your back. Let's do this type of coach. People ask me all the time who is the leader of the Broncos offense. Who's the leader in the building? It's Gary Kubiak. Oh, yeah. Gary Kubiak is the un... Like, you couldn't say that really with John Fox in the Fox era. No. Because it was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was was the leader of this organization while he was here. With Manning gone, and last year that was the problem, because, right, Kubiak and Manning, they're they're two different dynamics, and they're Uh kind of the same dynamic. They're they're both the leadership types. And, And that was the issue last year. That's why they clashed so much, even though... They do have respect for each other, and they they do talk a little bit. Rick Dennison, by the way, and Peyton Manning, they they Rick and Rico and Peyton don't have a relationship, but right. Um, Greg Knapp does. Uh, anywho, moving on. Um, but I, I don't look at Gary Kubiak as someone who's going to lie about those things. But we know that one of his great flaws is that he becomes too loyal, mm-hmm. and he doesn't recognize when it's time to turn the page, or he, or he has a really hard time turning the page. It is time, it is past time, to turn the page from Trevor Simeon for the Broncos. And look, I, I understand there are a certain faction of people, both in media and in the fan base, that think Trevor is a long-term solution. I would ask you, Go look through my Twitter profile. Ryan sent me a GIF <laughs> of a 
of that pass Trevor Simeon put into the dirt the other night. Hey, it's uh, pretty polite of you to call it a pass. Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> is it GIF or JIF? I'm still not sure. Uh, all right, so I'm going to settle this now. All right, so the creator of whatever it is called says it's GIF, but GIF stands for Graphics Interface Format. So if you're going to say graphics, it's G, GIF. That's a hard G, graphics. But so the creator good. says it's a GIF. I, well, then he's an idiot, all right? He I'm made sorry. Well, he can make it all he wants. But a good, a it, good GIF. A, a good GIF. Alphabetically. How about a good GIF? It's it's GIF in my... I, I, I get it. I'm not going to... Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. I don't really <laughs> That's care. That's another rant. <laughs> um, this is embarrassing in terms of... Like, I updated my Twitter profile today to, to include the word draftnik, right? Because uh-huh. most of my work over the, over the spring through January, February, March, into April, is going to be draft evaluation. Mm-hmm. Not because I get paid to do it, but because I love doing it. It's one of my favorite things it's to really do. Fun. Is to try and look at guys, watch tape, guess where they're going to go, figure out wh- what systems they fit best in. It's a bit like gambling. A little bit. Um, but, you know, if you watch enough tape, you become an educated guy. Uh-huh. And the Broncos. The Broncos have their share of draft nicks in the room, in the building. I think Matt Russell is a draft nick. I think there's there's a they have a pretty good scouting staff that I think are full of guys obviously who were draftniks they made the career out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure John Elway is a draftnik, but because I think John Elway when it comes to the draft is largely a delegator, and I'm getting mm-hmm. to my point here in a second. When it came to Paxton Lynch, John Elway was not a delegator. John that is John Elway's pick. That is okay. John Elway's choice of the kid he wants to lead the organization for the next 15 years. John Elway believes in Paxton Lynch. I think he's been surprised by Trevor Simeon at times, maybe even okay. impressed. I'm sure he was surprised by Tebow, too. Well, I don't Well, <laughs> Frustrated. For, well, surprised by the different ways that he could throw a right. seven-yard pass into the dirt. Um, hey, that's a new one, Tim. Good hey, job. That's not fair. Some of them um, ended in the third row. Well, there are a couple. I've, I went back and watched Tebow tape. There are a couple of actually pretty good throws there. But anyway, um, my point, I think, here, Ryan, is that the Broncos have made a fundamental mistake over and over again in deciding to go with someone who is not your future, your long-term option. I think, yeah, that's... To be a winning franchise in the National Football League that wins consistently, that is a consistent Super Bowl and playoff contender. You have to have a franchise quarterback in the National Football League. Let's look at the playoff teams, okay? Mm-hmm. The teams that have genuine, that genuinely can win a Super Bowl. I would have included the Raiders there, but they're without their franchise quarterback, Derek right. Carr. Matt McGloin may win them a playoff game. I don't I don't hate Matt McGloin, but he's not going to win them a Super Bowl. Right. So, uh, Derek Carr would the Raiders would be included if Carr was there because he's a franchise quarterback. Let's look at the other ones. The Seahawks they have a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. in Russell Wilson. The Patriots God knows they have a franchise quarterback in Tom Brady. Uh, who else? The, the the Steelers the Steelers have a franchise quarterback. The Ravens I know they got eliminated but they have a franchise quarterback. You have you have to have the guy at that position for your organization. The unquestioned leader in your offense, the unquestioned leader in your room, has to be your quarterback. That's just the way it is in the National right. Football League. It may not be fair, but it's the way it is. Tre- and, and he has to be able to make plays. Mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon not run is plays, make yes. Plays. Trevor Simeon is not a playmaker. Trevor Simeon is a career backup in the National Football League, a good locker room guy who will be, if he, if the Broncos decide to keep him around, I would be fine with him. 
right. backing up Paxton Lynch for the next 15 years. The issue is Paxton Lynch has Hall of Fame physical talent. I saw it at Tape at Memphis. I have seen it at the NFL level, even in the Jacksonville game, which everyone wants to tell me he was terrible in. I've seen it in that game. He won that game, by the way, one of only two games the Broncos have won in the last seven weeks. Paxton Lynch has a QBR of almost 80. He is setting himself up to be... Uh, he, he has done largely his part. They, they've been disappointed at times with the way he's prepared. Yes. That's fixable. It's fixable, and at some point it falls on your coaching staff. Yeah. To not, to not try and hem a player who is clearly struggling in, to learn your offense into a system that he's struggling in. Don't do that. What did the Cowboys do with Dak Prescott, Ryan? Uh, they got him reps. And they adjusted their system. And they adjusted, yes. Have you and ever seen Tony Romo run a read option? No. I've seen Dak Prescott do not. it at least twice a oh, game yeah, this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and I think that uh, we uh, it's well documented that the Cowboys wanted Paxton Lynch. Uh, Jerry Jones is quoted at saying he stayed up late, lost sleep because they didn't get Paxton. I can't imagine the Cowboys being in the same... Sorry, let me rephrase that. I believe the Cowboys would be in the same position they're in right now, even if Paxton Lynch was on that team. I, you know, everyone wants to say Dak is a wonderkin and all that stuff. I haven't seen an insane amount of talent out of Dak Prescott to say he's going to be an incredibly good quarterback for the rest of his career. But I, and that's why I think even if you put Paxton in, I think even if, if you put Trevor Simeon into the Cowboys' offense with that offensive line, with that running game, with the receivers he has, I think they would be in the same position. That's just a good team. But you're right in saying that they still changed their ways to help Dak the most because they knew what he was good at. And you're absolutely right. The Broncos haven't given Paxton the reps, and they haven't helped him along. They said, here's the playbook. Tell us when you're ready. And that's the that's the issue. And I think we've seen that uh, the playbook hasn't been necessarily great this year. If you want to change it up, maybe you have to start spreading it, across, you know, spreading it out. This is a passing league. That's just what it is. I know you like the run game, but you haven't shown that you can do it. There's just so many questions heading into this offseason. And I uh, I have to agree with you, though. The development of Paxton Lynch has been just too vanilla for what you want a franchise quarterback to be. You have to have that guy. Trevor Simeon, Mm -hmm. in my mind, is not that guy. And I can show you a plethora of reasons why, whether it's his inability to... You know, throw whether it's his his tendency to throw to his check down against the blitz, his in, his inability at times to see open receivers go through right. his progressions. Trevor Simeon is a progression robot. He goes to his first read and he throws the football to it. If it's not there, he he struggles mightily. That and that's not. And you can say, oh, that's the struggles of a young quarterback. Give him time. I don't want to give him time. You want the struggles to happen he's not with the, the franchise. Yes, he's not the guy that you're supposed to give time to. You give time to your first round draft yeah. pick. You give time to that guy. And people say it doesn't matter where you get drafted. So once you get into the NFL, I cannot disagree more, Ryan. Draft picks are currency. They are commodities. Oh, they are the language of this league. When you draft a player in the first round, you expect him to be a franchise player. And when you draft right. a quarterback and you trade up to get him, that goes a thousandfold. Uh huh. Have the Broncos hit on every one of their first round draft no. picks in the Elway era? Their first round guys. The first round. Of pre- All right. So yeah, first round. They've good. come close. Let's look at the Elway era first rounders. Twenty eleven, Von Miller. I'd say that's a hit. 
2012. Who was the first round guy in 2012? Uh, they didn't have a first round guy up, in 2012. Derek Wolf was Derek their first Wolf, pick. And I'd say that's a hit. Yes. Uh, 2013. Your first round guy is probably Sylvester. Uh, your first round guy is Sylvester Williams in 2013. Uh-huh. Um, maybe not a hit. It's a push. But he has been a contributor for you. Right. He's been your starting nose tackle for two years. Was your start? Was your starting nose tackle on a Super Bowl championship team? So you know what? I'm gonna say that's a hit. All right. He probably won't be here next year, but I'm gonna say that's a hit. For Shane Ray, the way Shane Ray has come along this season, or no, Bradley, Bradley Roby. Roby, yeah. Roby, Roby's a hit. Um, Roby is going to be a, a franchise cornerback here for a yeah. long time. Don't ask the guy to talk to you on the radio or do an interview, but <laughs> franchise guy. Um, then Shane Ray, the way Ray has come along this year has been incredible. And I think I think fans haven't taken notice. Yeah, that. Uh, uh, Shane Ray is is if 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 someone on this team had my most improved vote, it it's would Shane be Ray. Shane Ray. Yeah, Shane uh, has he's a beast. Shane has seven and a half sacks this year, maybe more after last uh-huh. game. I know he had seven going into last week. He has been impressive this season. Mm-hmm. He has, and we'll talk about Demarcus here in a second because some news came down this afternoon. But when Demarcus Ware is gone next season, which will be next year, mm-hmm. um, he, Shane Ray is going to fill that role nicely. Yeah, and Shaq Barrett's going to fill Shane's yeah. role nicely. So don't be surprised, by the way, if you see the Broncos go back to the draft for another pass rusher. Okay. For another outside linebacker, I think it'll be. Pass you think it'll be outside linebacker? Yeah, like the same kind of guy they've got. A speed, another speed rusher. Okay, we'll, right. we'll talk about the draft later on when we start doing these once a week yeah. instead of once a day. Um, but Ryan, for me, it, and then uh, the most recent first round draft pick uh, is Paxton Lynch. Mm-hmm. That has to be your franchise defining pick, right? That has to be the guy, and they haven't given him the opportunity to be the guy. That's what frustrates me. Yeah, and let's be honest. Like we were saying, just some things are the way they are. First-round draft picks are going to get a lot more chances to succeed than seventh-round draft picks. And they should. And they should. That's be, that, that's more. There are players that teams value more than other players. That's just how it is. And it's literally how it is. Some players are paid more because teams value them more than other players on their roster. And you're right. A first-round draft pick. Uh, like, look what look what St. Louis or look what Washington gave up to get RG three. Look at how expensive first-round picks are nowadays, and teams know that they know how expensive they are. And so, you're exactly right. Even if, and I think we all have said this a bunch, Paxton Lynch wasn't necessarily a starter from day one, ready type. He was kind of he, a project. He had a learning curve, but. but you went out and you said we are trading up in the first round to get this guy. That is as much, you know, incentive as you need to get him in. And that's why I think it is like you were saying, a bit of a, a slap in the face to Broncos fans that say, "Hey, sorry, to, we're to, not, gonna to do not start him this yeah, weekend." Disrespectful, in a, I think, is in a meaningless it. game. Meaningless. To say we're that's going- the other thing. It's meaningless for the Broncos. In fact, you'd probably prefer to lose this game. Really, you hire to, to up your to up you your want. draft pick. You'd probably prefer to lose this game, um, organizationally. And, I, and draft I, picks. I mean, that means your second round pick is higher. Your third round pick mm-hmm. is higher. And they have what ten picks this year? They've got a lot. They're going to have a the lot of compensatory three, picks. Yeah. They're going to have potentially three third round picks, which yeah. is going to be 
really important, and they got to hit on all of those, right? Yeah. This is going to be a year, and I've said it a million times, that John Elway is going to be evaluated. The only way to genuinely evaluate him is the post-Peyton Manning era. Mm-hmm. This is the first offseason where, from the start, you know Peyton Manning is not going to be a part of this team. How do free agents look at that? Yep. How does uh, the draft shape up involving that? Uh-huh. And how does the NFL view the Denver yeah. the Peyton Manning list nine and seven eight and eight Denver Broncos yeah. how do they view this organization and mo- and that'll come down most importantly to how they view John Elway and most likely probably still Gary Kubiak right we'll we'll, we'll see on that by the mm-hmm. way nobody asked him flat out today whether he was going to be the, the coach here next year that probably is a question for next week um, yes and it'll I'm sure be answered by by uh-huh. Monday um, when when the post mortem happens at the end of the season and guys come clean out their lockers, so right. we've talked I think enough about this, Ryan. Yes. Let's go ahead and hit on the one other news piece of the day. Yeah, before we wrap up, here. the the big news piece. There were several things out here that we could have dove in on today, but we try and keep these as fairly short for you as possible. Um, Demarcus Ware, the Denver Broncos. In the morning, we get here. I find out that they've placed that they've added a bunch of guys to their practice squad which signals to me that more moves are going to be coming. Okay. Um, and sure enough, because you got to move guys off the practice squad if you're adding guys, uh, and they did, it, it looks like, and I'm thinking, all right, who's going to move, which means you're probably going to IR guys mm-hmm. to open up roster spots. And then DeMarcus Ware isn't practicing. And Kubiak says, oh, he has a back thing that he's dealing with, so we'll see. And then pretty much as soon as Kubiak gets off the podium, the Broncos announced that they have placed uh, defensive end DeMarcus Ware on uh, injured reserve for the rest of the season, meaning this last Oakland game. Ware is a free agent next offseason. Uh-huh. He took a pay cut to come back and be a part of this organization this year. He has played in uh, 10 games this season. He has four sacks on the year. It has been a disappointing year for him. He's been dealing with this back injury. All season and the broken, uh, and then the broken arm, yeah. and and those the back especially for a guy of Demarcus's age, and is getting into his mid thirties as yeah. a pass rusher. When your back isn't functional, like think about how Von Miller can turn the corner on a guy. Right. Imagine if his back was locked up on him. No, I, I, you're not Von Miller. You're, yeah, you're you're and Demarcus Ware, especially the last three or four weeks, just on tape has not looked like Demarcus Ware. Um, I expect. That they will not. Well, they're not going to bring him back. The Broncos are not going to bring Demarcus uh, Demarcus back. I expect. I I expect him to retire. Um, I could see him going. No, I can't actually. I mean, like, if what he team wanted, is what team is going dis- to right? It, uh, like, it would be a return to the Cowboys would be the only thing I could really see, just because he and they don't to go they back don't need Dallas. him. They've they don't got, need him. They've already got another ninety four on the team. I don't think it happens. I think you're right. I, I think this is probably it for Demarcus Ware. So, I just want to touch on briefly, uh, Ryan, how important Demarcus has been for this organization, and it's tenfold. Uh, it's. Really immeasurable. We talk about great moments of the Elway era as general manager. Mm-hmm. Um, the draft has been hit or miss. He's been, for the most part, with especially on defense, um, impressive in free agency. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the biggest moment of, of the Elway era is the signing of Peyton Manning. The Von Miller draft pick is in there somewhere. But for me, probably number, definitely in the top three or three to five, 
mm-hmm. is the signing of DeMarcus Ware. Because that was a risky signing at the time. Yeah. The Cowboys had let Ware go. Yeah. They'd said, you're done. We think you're done. We're cutting you here ahead of, your, uh, of you being totally done. So we can go find value elsewhere. Thank you, DeMarcus. Have a nice day. And the Broncos initially wanted to go get Jared Allen. I remember that. Um, and he wasn't available. Well, he he was available, but they decided instead, that at the last minute, they signed a contract with DeMarcus Ware to come to Denver. And I cannot imagine how things would have changed had Jared Allen wound up here instead of DeMarcus. Because DeMarcus got into the building, Ryan, right away. And he changed the, the culture in that locker room. And most importantly, he changed Von Miller. I was going to say... Von Miller is not Super Bowl MVP if DeMarcus Ware is not on this team. Von Miller is not in the NFL. You think it goes back that? I think Von... Because remember the track Von was on. Right, I remember When DeMarcus got signed. It was after the 2013 season. That was the year that Von had started the season on suspension. Yes. Ended it with a torn ACL. Yes. I think think that was a wake-up call to Von. Um, I I don't know if Von would necessarily stay on that uh, drug suspension path. Um, but he would not be as mature as he is now, and I and I see it every time he talks to the media. He has you see it in the locker. He's room. just grown up. He was an immense talent from the start, when, from the first time he got here. But we all see it. Von's kind of goofy. He's kind of kind of like a kid. It's a weird and, dude. Yeah, he's a weird dude. So. But he needed someone to lead him down the right path, and you're absolutely right. DeMarcus Ware was that guy. Um, And I think even just – I know Wade Phillips was here, but I'm telling you at least the attitude of the defense we've seen the past two years was a big reason or, or a big result of bringing DeMarcus Ware in. So you're absolutely right. DeMarcus Ware has been sensational, a sensational addition to this organization. And if you told me the three best moves uh, Elway made as uh, you know GM and, and VP at the moment, it would be Peyton Manning, Von Miller, and then DeMarcus Ware. Yeah, um, I think you're absolutely right. And the Broncos are going to miss DeMarcus mm-hmm. immensely. Um, but it, he's he's done uh, yeah. in terms of uh, being a player. He will have a he will have a jacket in oh, uh, in five years. He, he will. I mean, the sack numbers are are really impressive. I maybe not a first ballot guy, but he will have a jacket oh, yeah. at He'll, some point yeah. in the near future. Uh, in the next ten to fifteen years, he will be wearing a jacket. There's little doubt about that in my mind. And uh, thanks in large part to him, I have a feeling that another guy in that locker room, number 58, is going to be following him uh, in that direction pretty soon after. So Vaughn obviously is thankful to DeMarcus. Uh, This organization is thankful to DeMarcus. And just as a guy who comes out here every day to cover teams, DeMarcus won the Good Guy Award this year, won the Darren Williams Good Guy Award because of how he talks with the media, his yeah. relationship with the media, how willing he is to help us do our job, which I know fans maybe don't necessarily like to hear, but that goes to show the kind of character a guy has. Yeah, Like, you hear a guy like Emmanuel Sanders refuse to talk to the media <laughs> for four weeks, and that implies something. Yeah, And I think people who read into that, maybe you're reading into something maybe correctly. Uh, hint, hint, hint. Um, DeMarcus has always been, even with me, like we have that video of me asking Demarcus a question and him. You remember that? You remember when he did that? Like early in the year. 
And you sent where, me that video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And he and he gave me a look, said, "I'll, I'll come sack you." Yeah, yeah. That's Demarcus Ware to me, and so I will always be thankful to that for helping us do our job. Ryan, we'll continue to do our job. Uh, we'll be Ooh. out here again tomorrow. I'm heading over to Nuggets right now. Awesome. Uh, we'll be out here tomorrow for the Broncos as they try and you know pick up the pieces and figure out where things go from here. Um, the one thing that we did not get to in this pod, uh, Khalil Mack uh, spoke a little bit one-on-one with me and Ryan. Uh, by default, kind of. By default, kind of, <laughs> no one else showed up. Uh, and we asked him about, about Trevor Simeon, and I want to leave you with this cut. Because I was looking, I asked I asked Khalil Mack specifically about uh, which guy he would prefer to play against, or which guy he didn't want to play against, Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch. And the first thing he does is talk about Lynch. Okay. Not talk about the guy he's already played against, he talks about Lynch. He talks about the physical talent okay. that he sees from Paxton Lynch. So we'll play that cut and then we'll get out of here. Cool. Khalil, we just heard from uh, Gary Kubiak out here a little while ago who said that both Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch are going to play you. Obviously played against Trevor last time. Which which of those guys, and and Coach Del Rio said you're going to prep for both of them, but which of those guys do you think is going to present more challenges to you uh, in terms of defending him? Uh, I mean, being that I haven't played against you said Paxton, Paxton Lynch, right? Yeah, yeah. So being that I haven't played against Paxton, um, I, I really, I mean, you really don't know too much of what what he can do. But um, looking at the film, you see that uh, he can he could possibly do it. He could possibly get a, I mean, get out of the pocket, and so uh, and, and Trevor can do the same thing as well. And so they 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 have some of the sim- some similar uh, <clears throat> some similar things that you gotta kind of take away from them, but uh, at the same time, uh, we're going to attack it just like uh, just like we, we did the last time, um, especially uh, just making them one-dimensional and okay, keeping them in the pocket and collapsing in the pocket. Ryan, that for me is the lesson of the day, is that this organization is making a terrible mistake. They're going down a dangerous path. Gary Kubiak said... You know, both Simeon and Lynch are part of our future. You heard that in the cut earlier. I think that is a terrible mistake. Yeah, but I, I, I don't expect him to say anything else. Like, uh, that's the answer I would assume someone like Kubiak would give. We like, we, we like them both. Both of them? Yeah. Here's my answer to that. If you, don't, if you have two... You don't have one. You don't have one. I hear you. And you got to have one in the National Football League if you want to, as John Owe likes to say, win from now on you got to have that one guy. And I think Paxton Lynch can be it. Apparently the Broncos, uh, in large part because of their own issues in terms of developing this kid, I, I think they're making a terrible mistake. But we'll have plenty of time to talk about it more tomorrow. We'll be out here. Broncos prepping for the Oakland Raiders. I'll be there on Sunday. Ryan will be working over at CBS, I'm yep. sure. Uh, we'll talk about that game. We may do a game preview video. We may not. We may just drink the rest of the week. Don't have to ask me twice. All right. Hey, for uh, Ryan Green, he's uh, at Ryan Green. Follow him on Twitter at fifty at rgreen5280. Yep. We are at 5280sportsnet. Give the bosses a follow as well. At Nate Lundy, at S. Drotar. They are off the air this week. They'll be back next week on Mile High Sports, AM 1340, FM 94.7. Uh, you can listen to me. I'm producing the Vic Lombardi Show all week, Altitude Sports, AM 950. Vic is out of town. He will check in with us, though, on Friday. He's going to check in okay. from his in-laws' house. Oh, poor Vic. So that should be uh, an interesting call. 8.30 on Friday if you want to listen. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
between now and then, we will be back here tomorrow with another one of these bad boys. Mm-hmm. Till then, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Martin. This is 5280 Sports Network.